0: everybody welcome to toffee blues usa your source for all things everton american style jerry coming to you again from winston-salem north carolina uh joining me today i have a new guest i have a new friend friend yeah so my new my new guest really excited different uh, from a different supporters group we haven't i haven't engaged with so this is completely new and interesting and awesome i have adam yokono from Pittsburgh Toffees joining me today. Welcome Adam.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here.
0: This is, this is very cool. So so Adam, let's talk about uh, Pittsburgh Toffees a little bit. So uh, you, are, you are one of the main admins on social media and everything, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, the actual, the, the supporters group, what's the story of the supporters group in Pittsburgh?
1: Um so we've been around since about 2013 or 14. Uh it really just started when one of the guys in our group wanted to find other Everton supporters in Pittsburgh and he just created a Facebook page and was hoping that people would search for it and find it and that's how I found it right around that time. I think it only had it up for maybe a couple of months when I latched on uh and we met up and at the time there were two, three, four of us, you know, getting in on the page, meeting at the pub. Uh, but the guy who started it, I mean, he works a busy schedule. He's got kids. I, at this point, I haven't even seen him in maybe three years. Uh, so I don't even know what uh, what Rob is up to out there somewhere. But uh, we've got a nice crowd of people. Uh, even on a slow week at the, at the bar for a match, we'll have five people show up to watch. We've had 50 for matches in the past. So it really fluctuates based on, how much push we get, you know, on social media and asking people to come out. Um, we've even gotten together with the Pittsburgh Liverpool guys for derbies a few times. And unfortunately, you know, in the last five years or so since we first started doing that, we, we haven't left with any good days yet. But um, we've had a few good draws that were like felt like, you know, we could at least leave with our chin up, you know.
0: <laughs> gotta, gotta love a good old non-loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, So what's the bar in Pittsburgh?
1: Uh, So our home bar here in Pittsburgh is Industry. Uh, We're right in the city in Pittsburgh. They have a couple locations around town. And funny enough, the location in the southern suburbs is actually the Liverpool Home Bar. Uh, Those guys have bounced around a bunch. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. But we've been with Industry at our location for probably four or five years now. Um, Before that, we would meet at Piper's Pub, which is... Definitely the center of Pittsburgh soccer, football culture. Um, but it's, you know, it got to the point, you know, five or so years ago where there wasn't always room for us at the bar. Uh, Everton games weren't always a priority, even when there were three televisions. And we just decided, you know, we need our own place. We need to spread out. Uh, and we weren't the only sports club to do it around the time that time. Um, but it's still a great bar. Unfortunately, they haven't reopened their doors since March uh, when the pandemic first hit. But they're active on social media, and they're planning on coming back. It's just a matter of when. But they're a great bar. I go there always for U.S. national team games at least. But nice. even if we don't go there for games anymore, yeah. So
0: just a, a, a question out of curiosity. Do you have – a lot of people talk about their support in their local. And i got to be honest. My local, I said it before on the show, is Wake Forest University soccer because we don't have a lot of local professional soccer right. happening in near Winston Salem right now. You know we've got some, you know, uh, NCFC is is in Raleigh and Charlotte Independence is in Charlotte, and now we have Charlotte FC. But it was, it's like that's the thing. It's like it's been a it's been a struggle to find a local. Who who's your local? So our local
1: are the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Riverhounds.
0: Okay, cool.
1: They're in USL. <laughs> Uh, in the USL Championship, which is you know the 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 tier right below MLS, uh, obviously no promotion relegation, so that's our league. But um, no, it's a, it's a great it's a great stadium, it's a great ground. We have a great group of supporters. The Steel Army is the supporters group there. Uh, really great people in that. Uh, always a lot of fun. Um, our stadium's not very big. They built it maybe 10 years ago. Uh, I think it only holds about 5,500. Um, but in the intervening 10 years, the club got a new owner. Uh, he's really improved the team a lot. We brought in Bob Lilly. He used to be the manager of the Rochester Rhinos when they were winning USL league titles. You know, he was with them. Uh We haven't won any league titles yet. We, you know, But we finished first record in the Eastern Conference and mm-hmm. uh, had some really great – we went undefeated at home two summers ago. Um, so we've had some really good seasons, even though no titles yet. Um, And I should mention, I got to give a shout-out to Pitt Men's Soccer, which has really taken a big leap up uh, the last couple of years, Uh, made the Final Four tournament for the first time in a very long time last Mm -hmm. year, Um, got up to number one ranking in the rankings this year, Uh, lost in the ACC Championship game to Clemson, but that's Mm -hmm. nothing to be ashamed of. of. Uh, So we're looking forward to the actual – Final Four tournament coming up sometime this spring. I don't know the details on that at this time, though.
0: Who's coaching Pitt right now?
1: Um, oh no, you're putting me on the spot, and I forget his name. It's I, It's on the tip of my tongue. It starts it, with B, but I.
0: Is it Vidovich?
1: Yes, it is. Still there? Yes.
0: Vidovich is still yeah. there. So yeah. So he was from He's Wake been there for a
1: while. Yeah.
0: He was from Wake, and he was like he did skills for like a bunch of youth teams locally here in Winston when he was the assistant at Wake before he became the head coach and he was my team's skills coach for a while so every oh, time i see vid so every time i see Vidovich, i'm just like i remember you and he's just like yeah. he was such a fun cool guy he was the coolest coach he's so cool you know yeah. cuz really, you know cuz you're always just like oh, uh, Jay, and he'll call you out but also he has no problem just you know being really goofy like he's just right yeah, he's just the coolest yeah, it- guy <laughs>
1: No that's cool. I mean the the US soccer world is uh, it's a small world. that's connected like that. So I'm it not really surprised. There was some sort of connection there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got psyched when you said Riverhounds too because I was like that's one of the teams I know USL teams because that's a very distinct brand. Like a very distinct like I feel like if anybody who, who keeps up with any USL is familiar with Pittsburgh Riverhounds. I wasn't sure if there was another team that you if you were yeah. like well, we like this other like MLS team or something. I didn't want to say any names of anything that was nearby or if there was any kind of city thing. We were like, no, we don't really like them. But uh, yeah, Riverhands, I'm psyched to hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we don't really have beef with any of the local MLS teams like, you know, no. Columbus or Philadelphia. We don't really care. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> I mean the Philadelphia two team, uh, the union two or Bethlehem steel, whatever, there was a little <laughs> bit of a rivalry there for a couple of years, but um, no, nothing really. I mean, honestly, our biggest rivals are right in USL. So you're talking about Indy 11, yeah. uh, Louisville. Uh, well, Nashville's gone now uh, going to MLS, but um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, those are our regional rivals. Um, unfortunately, nobody like really local that's an easy drive anymore uh, with Cincinnati out of the league. Louisville's the closest, Um I think there's supposed to be a Cleveland team coming in, uh, maybe a Buffalo team. Hmm. So that would be fun. Those are games we could do, like a Saturday road trip, get a bus, something like that. So awesome. That would awesome. We'd be excited for that, yeah.
0: Very cool. Now, that's, that's one of the, what you're describing is really one of the toughest things in American soccer, period. The distance between teams, between bigger teams. Yeah. That's, that's like the big rub here. Um, yeah, interesting. Especially when you yeah. hear people like Rooney talking about how tough it was traveling between games for MLS
1: yeah it's always funny to me the way you know in you know not just English or uh you know other European leagues how the uh, visiting supporters love to get recognized by the uh by the players at the end of the match you know thank you for coming on this road trip it's like they were they were on a train for two hours that's easy like I don't have anybody within a two or three hour car drive of my hometown. There's not even one team, let alone every team in the league. So uh, it's, it's, it's a totally different world that, you know, we're just, you know, we're so unfamiliar with one another's, you know, lifestyle and the situation with the distance and everything.
0: It is, well, it's also, uh, I feel like a lot of times with our areas we have to really do our best to try to bulk up the soccer culture in our, in our community. We do our best, right? Um, I feel like that's a, that's the thing. Like, that's you know, I've got kids that play. And I'm trying to expose them to as much soccer as possible because if I just let it lie and I didn't push it, it's not going to be in their face very much. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't in my face growing up, but it was very different in the 80s and 90s when it came to this soccer.
0: Very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, So... A couple of, let's, so we've talked, uh, Pitt, but Pittsburgh, it's, it's interesting. I was always curious about Pittsburgh as a soccer town, um, like the soccer culture in Pittsburgh. That was kind of my segue there, and I forgot it, and I just remembered it. So, so yeah, how do you, how does Pittsburgh function as a soccer town?
1: Uh, well, we're definitely a sports town. Um, yeah. The Obviously, everybody knows the Steelers. Uh, the Penguins, uh, the NHL hockey is super popular here. Probably, you know, second most behind the Steelers now. It used to be the Pirates, but. Uh, They've been so poor for so long that like anybody under the age of 25 has barely ever seen anything resembling success in their lifetime. Uh, So, I mean, other than a few years there with Andrew McCutcheon from like 2013 to 16, outside of that, we haven't had any winning seasons since 1992. So I know so (laughs) you know the league revenue sharing and all these other things but i don't want to get into all of that uh there are a lot of bitter sports baseball sports fans in pittsburgh over the Mm -hmm. way the pirates have been run for a few decades now uh so i i'm surprised that so here's the thing i have a few friends that are high school teachers and they'll say i have more students wearing soccer jerseys to school than baseball jerseys um but they're not wearing mls jerseys or riverhounds jerseys Mm -hmm. they're wearing barcelona psg yeah. you run down the list of all the big names the the usual suspects i mean those are the yeah. ones that that they'll talk about that, that's who the kids support they watch a lot of soccer they watch a lot of football but not not necessarily the local clubs yeah. um so you know it, that's a struggle but we do have a number of large uh local like youth development programs and i know the riverhounds here Uh, We're actually briefly affiliated with Everton uh, on a training level uh, around a decade or so ago. There was only a partnership that lasted a couple of years, but I think the Riverhounds at the time were still a little bit in the wilderness and that didn't really materialize into anything. Um, I mean, you're talking about a team that played their professional games in high school stadiums for the first like 15, 10, 10 years of their existence, something like that. So (laughs) Uh, it it just took a long time for the ball to really get rolling with those guys. And so the Everton partnership never really materialized, but yeah, we've had partnerships with Columbus and Houston and Hmm. a couple MLS teams. eh, it, you know, nobody here is jumping on board with that MLS team because of a deal like that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: okay. Very cool. I'm always, I'm always curious to kind of see like the personality of the town and how how that translates into the Everton support in that town you know what i mean like i'm always curious to kind of see i don't know why the psychology is just fascinating to me
1: yeah i think everton actually is very well represented in pittsburgh i think there's something about the liverpool city um plus everton you know the personality of the club and the city the whole like old-fashioned working class industrial port city port city in liverpool's case but you know um old-fashioned working-class city. And um, mm. so there's a lot of cultural overlap there, I think. Um, that was part of the appeal with Everton for myself. Um, I We are, like I said, we're one of the best supported clubs in the city. Uh, but obviously Chelsea and some of the others are really big. I think the most supported here in Pittsburgh is probably Spurs. Um, but we actually had, so I mentioned Piper's Pub earlier. There was a fella uh, that moved to Pittsburgh from London back in the 60s. And he was a Spurs supporter. And from the day one when Piper's opened, he was there five days a week talking to everybody that would talk to him. And he just recruited people to Spurs over the years. Yep. And Tony was that a great is. guy. Unfortunately, we lost him a little over a year ago now. Oh, but he I'm was so such right. a sweet guy. He had, he basically had legal pads full of what is now on like Rec Sports Soccer and Wikipedia, all the league tables and stats. He kept them all by hand. So he oh. was a really cool guy. Uh, and so, it's great to have people like that in your community that are just, they just want to engage. They want to, when he found out he was an Everton guy, he whipped out notebooks from his, from his bag that he had under the table and he's showing me league tables from the eighties. And I'm like, I'm familiar with all that, but I appreciate that you're excited to talk about it. Uh, you know? so
0: See, that's kind of <laughs> what I'm talking about is people like that making an imprint on the, on the, uh, the football culture, if you will, the yeah. soccer culture, you know, that's, that's just massive. Wow. Guys, what a cool story. Uh, so, <laughs> So Adam, let's, let's, let's delve into your Everton journey a little bit. How, how are you, how are you uh, on this Everton thing?
1: Well, I mean, like I said, I started uh, really getting into Premier League football oh eight, oh nine, somewhere around there. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, oh nine was the big, you know, the US summer of soccer, the, the Confederations Cup and the Gold Cup. It was a huge summer mm-hmm. that year. Uh, and that's like, after that summer was the first year I was like, I'm going to get serious about watching soccer because I had been watching the U S team and following stuff very casually for many years, but that was the first time I got really serious about it. And so early on, it was just, I was sort of agnostic. I didn't have anybody I was supporting. And there were a few teams that like appealed to me. Like I really did like Arsene Wenger. uh, And -hmm. so like Arsenal was like somebody I enjoyed early on. Uh, But there was something about, uh, I don't know, those Moyes teams for a while there, like, yeah, sure, the football could be kind of <laughs> negative at times. Yeah. But uh, there was a personality to the team and to the club that really uh, drew me in. Uh, having Tim Howard certainly didn't hurt. Um, and then the two Lane and Donovan spells. The first Lane and Donovan spell was probably, like, that, that run there. Had a nice couple wins. Loved seeing Donovan in the shirt. He would mm-hmm. talk about it in the, in the papers and in, in the media. And I think that really, that played big into it. And not only that, but at the same time, right across the park, Liverpool was dealing with a lot of ownership issues with their American owners at the time. Uh, I remember there was one incident where some Liverpool guys burned an American flag in protest. And I was like, you know what? I'm going the other way. I'm going with Everton. That was definitely part of it was like a little bit of a screw you burning a flag like that. It's like I understand that you're upset about various things, but now you're bringing like, you're having it. you're sparking an international incident. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't get like really angry or anything. And it, I realized it's just a couple guys misbehaving, but you know, it was just a lot of things all building up together at once that sort of drew me into Everton. And once I got involved uh, with the Twitter community, talking to people on there, it was, I just started having fun and it was just a blast, you know. Wake up Saturday morning, make a pot of coffee, and watch some football, and it was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome, very cool. Uh, so, did you have? Was there a one? Not everybody has this, by the way, but was there one moment where you're like, "That's my switch." That when your Everton switch flipped, where you're like one game or one goal, or was it the flag burning?
1: it wasn't was the flag burning uh <laughs> there was I don't think there was really like one switch yeah. that like really is like it was a magic moment it was just like I said I had just been watching and was drawn to a couple of teams and eventually I knew I had to narrow it down and I just did you know um yeah no magic moment I mean there were some great moments there um and I, you know and I really loved you know like I said uh Tim Howard obviously I love just from being with the U.S. team but yeah. uh Tim Cahill and some of the guys from that era of the team were just they were fun to watch and they were personalities yeah. and they they drew me in you know
0: so what's your uh what's your favorite Everton goal of all time where you're like that one i I get chills when I watch it
1: <sighs> chills when I watch it I mean so like there are some so many great ones historically but the ones that happened before I was watching they don't give me the same emotional rush you know like Rooney's debut goal or some of this stuff from the 80s um but I would say I mean the one that's like when you say what's your favorite Everton goal the first thing that springs to mind is Tim Howard like Tim Howard's (laughs) goal like the field length goal because it's not just that I love that Tim Howard scored it's like it's funny and it's unexpected there's humor in it like it, it just has a lot going on there. It's yeah. like a windy, rainy day. Uh, and Tim Howard's the guy that got the goal for us. Um, yeah. I always felt bad for Bogdan on that one, though. Well, like yeah,
0: Tim Howard did, too. That's the thing. Like, when you you know, you always read the quotes from him. And he was like, I doesn't really like scoring that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, you know, it was, it was like I felt really bad for him. And I was just like, wow, I don't know if I would have ever expected anyone to say that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think if I have to, you know. Maybe one that isn't, you know, kind of sentimental because of the American connection and the oddity of a goalie scoring. Uh, it's probably Jagielka's derby goal that that came out of nowhere. It was so so good. See, um, that's
0: my that's my Everton moment, dude. That's my moment. Yeah. That's my one. Some sites <laughs> so you said that. Yes. All right. Cool. Where yeah. he went, ran over and grabbed the hat and put it on. Yeah.
1: Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and of all guys that have such a perfect shot. I mean, uh, Phil was a great defender, and he was our captain and everything, but he's, he was not known for his goal-scoring prowess, and so it was just so unexpected.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just realized I made a mistake. I'm talking about a different goal. What? <laughs> talking about a different goal. I'm so embarrassed. I, I got, I got, I was so expect, no, that's, that's not my Everton moment. That's my favorite Everton goal, what you just said, that's my favorite okay. Everton goal. That Thunderbolt, that's my, my Everton moment was Jelovic. Jelovic. Oh, really? Yeah, Jelovic scoring against Spurs last second. That's when he went and got the hat. That's what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, okay, him. that's the hat. You he, lost me it, with the hat. I just No, it made no sense something. to you. Yeah. Of course, that's why you gave me that look. Because it was wrong, Adam. That's why. <laughs> I've had a long day. Everybody, I'm not even going to edit that out. Leave it. It's a mistake. I had good intentions. I promise I don't normally mix those up anyway so (laughs) so anyway so last question for for like Everton no 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 I have two who's your favorite current Everton player
1: favorite current um I mean he's been my favorite for years now it's Seamus Coleman uh I mean you know when he well when I first started watching the club I mean he was a young guy we had just recently brought over from 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 Sligo um he was playing in the midfield a lot as like a, on the right side. Like he wasn't fully trusted as a defender yet. And he worked his way into that role and he's just, you know, he's been there since I started supporting the club. I mean, I realized, you know, maybe 10, 12 years, whatever might not seem like a long time, but Mm. it's my entire tenure with the club. So, uh, (laughs) and he's been there the whole time. I mean, I love Leighton Baines and a lot of guys over the Mm. years, but Seamus was always my favorite. Um, uh, But I mean, among the newer crop of players, I love Richie. Like, he, he never stops running hard. Uh, I know he's struggling a little bit as far as scoring goals this season, but he he puts in a work rate game every yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, even if Calvert-Lewin and some of the other guys are scoring most of the goals, he's taking on defenders. He's doing hard work. He tracks back and defends more than just about any forward yes, I've he ever does. seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and, I, you know, and that hard work and that just – digging in and doing all the the dirty work uh is something that i'll always i mean like i said growing up as a big hockey fan doing the nitty-gritty is like you know is a high is a high skill and and to be honored you know so (laughs) (laughs)
0: nice very cool yeah uh we get a lot of richarlison from our guests saying richarlison's their favorite player i think we've had one seamus coleman one other seamus coleman which is awesome okay uh yeah i like it i i always feel like it's a good personality like Gage kind of tells you a little about yeah. the person, you know? It's kind of cool. Uh so now, heck, this may be your same answer. All-time Everton player. Which all-time Everton player is are you? Like your personality. So if you take a look at any, it could be anyone that you've seen and you're like, that person, <laughs> I connect with that person. You know, and, and it could be Seamus Coleman. Normally, this is not the same answer, but maybe you're the <laughs> First one for it to be, uh, the same answer. What do you think? Were you like,
1: well, uh, I think it's hard to, yeah, I think it's hard to say that with Seamus Coleman, because honestly we don't, I don't know a whole lot about him. He's not a very loud guy off the pitch. You know, he doesn't have social media. Uh, so he doesn't do a lot of interviews as far as I've seen. So I can't really say that like, Oh, I'm like Seamus is my, my analog because I I don't really know a ton about him. Um, (laughs) There, are, there has maybe, to
0: be a little bit of a leap here, I will say. Cause... A little
1: bit of a leap for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I would say probably like Tom Davis. Like, I love to sort of be my own guy and have fun and not take, you know, people often think I don't take things seriously. <laughs> but that's not the case um it's just different personality types and people show stuff differently you know just because I'm smiling doesn't mean that I don't care and I feel like that's Tom Davis like the guy works hard he's played in how many different positions on the pitch this year uh he's been through I think 17 managers since his call up to the senior squad uh and he finally has one that's investing in him as a player uh and I'm just I'm looking forward to what he's still going to do. He's, he's got a lot of value still, I think. And, I, and he's a guy that I like and I root for. And I see some of myself when I look at him, I guess.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. I look at Tom Davis and I've said it before on other, uh, on other shows, uh, other recordings last year, I'm sure. But, but I look at Tom Davis and I'm like, you know what? If my kids end up as well-adjusted and their heads are on as level as his, I'm going to feel great you know, right. because he's so comfortable just being himself and people give him so much, you know, but he, but he finds a way. He's just cool. He's right. just cool, man.
1: He's just ah. a cool guy. You know? Uh, ah. I like how he rolls around Liverpool on his skateboard still to this yes. day. Like that's how he gets around. Um, I loved that Christmas break trip that him and Calvert-Lewin did yes. last year Instagramming like fashionistas through New York city. Like it, it it cracked me up, and I I, yes. I appreciate those guys. Like they're they're serious pros, but they're they know when to turn it off and have a little fun and and relax and be themselves as well. So yeah yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm a big fan.
0: <laughs> that's a good answer. I think that's the first Tom Davies we've had on this. That's awesome. Oh, well,
1: there you go. <laughs>
0: Very cool. All right. So now that we 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 uh, we know a, a pretty darn decent amount about Adam Yukono, we're gonna. Start transitioning into the, uh, the rest of the show. We'll kind of be segueing away from the intro into, uh, into our quick thoughts segment. So, quick thoughts segment. We're, uh, we just have a couple of quick things to delve into, to, to kind of discuss. And then we'll get into a leads review and then a United preview. All right. So, quick thoughts. Josh King, what are we thinking?
1: I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's a short-term deal. We didn't spend a lot of money on them but he's had a track record of success in the, in the premier league. Uh, And with such a short term on the deal with him, he's going to be motivated to produce results uh, so he can get himself a nice deal uh, during the next transfer window. So Calvert-Lewin needs to be spelled. He needs time on the bench. He needs days off every now and again. And I think King, he's a good guy to bring in and do that. Uh, I don't know if he's going to, you know, I don't know what is, goal tally is going to be and i'm not i don't have hard expectations on him but i expect results uh because i know he's betting on himself by coming to everton on a short deal not a big transfer let's just he's putting himself in the shop window with a team that wants to qualify for champions league so he better score some goals and he knows it and Mm -hmm. i'm happy to have a guy like that on the squad
0: yeah a a guy like that 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 said you know what Everton wants me, cool, let's do it. Oh, the deal is not as juicy as, as Fulham's, it's not as long, to, you know what, whatever. You know, yeah. it, it's, you know that's somebody who wants to, wants to be here. You know, somebody who wants to be here, who, I mean, I gotta be honest, he is a higher caliber player in terms of, like, I, was, I was expecting we were gonna have to bring in a, either a much older player, right? A much older veteran or a much younger player who is was going to be way more raw right so now we got right. a player who's used to being in front of a premier league goal right right he's used to it he's, he's you know i feel i feel very lucky especially to not have to overpay him pay for him that's awesome really good deal for me
1: yeah yeah i'm happy about it uh i mean and we knew going into the january transfer window we weren't going to be buying a ton of players i mean carlo and marcel set he, they put that out there early. This is not a big buying window, yep. uh, and we put guys on loan out of the academy that are looking for good minutes at a professional level, and we did that. And then we brought in a guy that can give Calvert Lewin some days off, or at least give him a quality sub. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I overall, I mean, I give him an A on the on the January window.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I just don't have a lot of negativity about the January window at this point. I. You know, I think realistically, I think all of us were hoping for maybe one in, maybe one in, but at least to give some opportunities and get some of these other players who are probably not going to play for us any first time minutes, go ahead and get them out, let them play. I mean, you know, some of these players, they have good attitudes. They just want to play somewhere and they're just not a right fit for us right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, just a, yeah, nothing but positivity about this window.
1: No. So, all right. So.
0: We good on Josh King for now?
1: Yeah, I'm great.
0: Sweet. All right. Next. Because the uh, Spurs FA Cup match is going to happen after the United match. uh, It's going to be in, it's not anytime soon-ish. We're going to hold off on doing a preview for that. But we wanted to at least address the fact that it's happening. So, um, yeah, we've got Spurs next, FA Cup. Uh, They are coming off a loss. Uh, at least they're coming up one from yesterday, I believe. Uh one nil lost to Chelsea. Yeah. So how are you, how are you feeling about about that uh Spurs matchup?
1: I'll be honest, I don't know how to feel about any of these matches these days. Uh I think I think especially when you look at Everton and the ups and downs we've had this season, you know, Kings of September and December, but what happened in October, um what happened in that Newcastle game. Um, But then you look at Spurs and it's sort of been the same story with them is who's going to show up. uh, And I have no idea. It's got to be driving Jose crazy. I mean, he's already, you know, on the, on the edge of crazy any, at any moment anyway. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe, you know, we should try to push him over the edge and bring Naismith back for one game. I I don't know. Um, But (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel good about it overall. I mean, we, we did them in the season opener and um, we know we can beat them. And I know Carlo wants to get a trophy. Evertonians are desperate. We're desperate for a trophy. Um, And if he wants to distinguish himself as a manager for Everton, his first full season in charge, he's got to either win a trophy or get us into champions league. It's one or the other. And I, he wanted to win that league cup. Um, And that didn't work out. So I think yep. he's going to go for it big time uh, against Spurs. And I, w- I would expect us to get the win.
0: Yeah, Spurs are actually in the League Cup final in April, which that's a long wait for a final, by the way. That's
1: that one's normally in late. January, isn't it? Or yeah, January, I, early February, they finish that competition.
0: Yeah, I think that it's a wait. I remember looking it up the other day. Yeah. It's way later than I was expecting. And I was just, yeah, what a haul to wait. But uh, they've got their chance that's their chance. They got, that's the thing. Spurs have a lot of uh, distractions. They have more distractions than we do right now. Um, it, it because because of like, more games, right? Um, I don't say that, like, to brag. <laughs> you know? it's, it's like, oh, darn, we're not in European the competition, you know? So, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, but anyway. Um, well, in, yeah, a, I in an already
1: congested schedule, you know, right. in an already congested season, you're adding more competitions that we don't have. I mean, we have starting with the United match, what, five matches in 14 days now that they squeezed that city game in. I'm so
0: angry about the city game, by the way. That was already screwy and now they're throwing that.
1: uh, So yeah, we went from four and 14 to five and 14. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough two weeks. Talk about, you know, we just talked about having King around to give Calvert-Lewin a break. We, you need squad depth with a congested schedule. So um, it's going to be, it's especially against, you know, some of the softer opponents in that stretch with Fulham. We're going to yeah. need results because the other ones aren't going to be so easy.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh, by the way, I think that, um, this whole time I've been thinking, oh, Harry Kane's actually not going to play. And I think it came out today that, uh, he, he, should be fit for that match. So there's that they are a yep. different team with him. Um, the way he functions as that, as that, nine that drops so far back and all of a sudden he's he's distributing like a 10. Harry Kane just they're doing some weird stuff with him and it's been kind of fun to watch whenever they're on transition.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they are a fun team to watch. Uh the, by far it, the most fun team Mourinho's ever managed as far as I can recall. <laughs> I mean, he won a Champions League with Inter Milan and I don't think they won a single match <laughs> in regulation in the knockout rounds. Every single yeah. one went to penalties. Because he just – let's not lose, and we'll, we'll deal with it later. Uh, and that's sort of always been his M.O. Yeah. And this first team is actually fun to watch. So, yeah. Uh, but he's got, you know, with Son and Kane up top, they've got some, some real skill up there that can put the ball in the net.
0: And in Dombele starting to really come into his own uh, in yeah. the Premier League because he already was a good player in League league. Oh. But, uh, yeah, man, they're just they're, – I mean, they're a good team. They're solid. I'm just hoping they're resting people when we play them be great right. if they're resting some players you know because they got you know i don't know some other match that we're not playing in the cup we're not in right you know, that'd be great
1: he so. gets concerned about a well i don't even know what's going on with the european matches because wasn't all of that just postponed I, I didn't they didn't they push a bunch of matches back I, I i feel like there was some news about that earlier today that i skimmed over was on it Twitter today was, Holy today crap. or yesterday i don't know i I hope I'm not misleading you and think um, misread something or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually don't know. That is where I am curious now. so I'm going to have to check that out. Um, but anyway, uh, it's interesting. I actually watched Spurs play and I, I feel like they, you know, the the style that they're playing now is not too far away from what we're doing in that, you know, not being afraid to just defend when we need to defend, chill, just do a good job of deflecting attacks and then try to, try to, you know, throw the pressure on with, with, with counter and then do what we can. You know, I feel like there's some similarities between the way the teams are getting results when they're playing well, when they're in a good stretch, you know? Yeah. Uh, Carlo's kind of doing some similar things, but, the thing that's that's misleading there, though, is we've had so many injuries, like, for a while. I'm not completely sure which style we're going to go with when Allen's back. Alan,
1: Yeah. I mean, we – I know. we. I mean, Dean was out for so long. And yep. uh, Allen has been out now. And uh, James missed so many matches. And, yeah, we've had a lot of key players out for big stretches. I mean, you know, Awobi and Davis have both played it right back this year. Um, it's been – it's <laughs> – it's been a weird one. <laughs> it
0: has. So weird. Uh, um, yeah, so I'm the, the interesting thing, the, and by the way, I would say the cool thing is that there's going to be one or two good players that probably deserve to start that will not be starting that game. That's awesome. That's exactly what we want.
1: Yeah, depth and competition and uh, flexibility. If you want to shift the formation a little bit, you actually have some guys that can slot in and still do the job. Yeah. yeah.
0: Very cool. And the idea of being able to rotate a center back and not have much drop off at all. That's awesome.
1: Oh man. Yeah. I mean, Keen and Mina and Godfrey playing out of position, essentially. I mean, those three guys have been immense not to take away anything from Holgate and what other people being intri- contributing defensively, but yeah, we've yeah. got some, some guys back there. I think the, the 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 left back right back situation has been why we've been straining those center backs so much. So yes. uh,
0: <laughs> definitely, absolutely. All right. So, anything else on the Spurs match?
1: It just, uh, uh, no. Just I mean, appropriately a bit nervous. Ways. I don't know what to expect as far as the squad and lineup just yet. Yeah, yeah, me neither.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why we weren't going to do a preview. It's just the idea of like, let me foresee and just pull right. a lineup. Yeah. So anyway, okay, cool. Well, um, I, I, I don't sense doom. I will say that, you know,
1: no, you know, no, I feel know? good about it. I feel good I, about it.
0: I feel like we're in a good run here and I'm, I'm not really afraid of anybody. That's nice. So, all right. So first, first part over, we move on leads review. So this one, this one was interesting uh, as uh, you know, we, we lost to them the first time we played in the season, you know. Uh, this time, uh, spoiler, if you haven't watched the match, sorry. Uh, there's your alert. Uh, yeah, got a nice 2-1 win. Um, where do you want to start with this one, man? you want to start with lineup, formation, performance, man of the match? Where do you want to go?
1: Well, I mean, it just felt good to get a win against a newly promoted team because, you know, we love – Dropping three points against newly promoted teams, like mm-hmm. you already mentioned, losing the leads the first time around. So, uh, no, I mean, I just I'm happy we got the three. Um, Calvert Lewin back on the goal sheet uh, mm-hmm. after not scoring for a while. I think that's one of the most important things in that in that match is to get him rolling again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, where do you want to go with it?
0: <laughs> so, uh, interesting lineup formation, I'd say I'd start with that, just because it was sort of a, okay, what's going to happen? Where are people going to, there was a little, there's, it's an interesting thing nowadays. It's like, okay, who's actually playing left back? Who's actually playing center, right? right? Who's actually doing these things? We don't fully know what formation, which is cool, because that means probably the other team is doing some similar stuff, which is fine, right? Right. So how are you feeling? Right. I mean,
1: well, I mean, we, Gilfie got that goal and he was right up in the box, you know, in the eighth or ninth minute, like Gilfie's yep. in the six yard box. What's going on? You know? <laughs> um, but hey, hey, Dean with a perfect cross again, and he was there to put it away. So, uh, no, it was, a, it was an odd game though, because we did uh, put pressure on them early, but the second half was just, let's defend and not lose this thing. Um, yep. And, you know, maybe that's part of the, you know, maybe that's an issue with our squad is that we can't play with the ball as much as we'd prefer, uh, but we do defend really well. So I'm not really like, I'm not scared to play counterattacking football when you've got James and Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison, you know, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin running their butts off. Uh, I'm not afraid to play counterattacking with those guys. Yeah. Um but it is disheartening sometimes when you see those possession and passing numbers. It's like, is, yep. is this a lack <laughs> of quality or is this Carlo being practical and just trying yeah. to get the result? Yeah. And it's probably the latter because he's a pretty good manager. So
0: yeah. One would think that would be that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some been discussion in our little uh, Toffee Blues chat uh, that maybe, the, the, you know, our identity Uh, our our stronger games or stronger performances tend to be when we kind of invite the pressure on for a while and then we go and invite it on for a while. And then we go, instead of trying to play, be the one who dominate the ball uh, instead kind of let them have it for a while and then play off them. Uh, What do you, how are you, what are your feelings on that?
1: I, I have no problem playing a defensive counterattacking style. Um, it's honestly those fast breaks. I mean, just a few years ago when Leicester won the title, that team did not have much of the ball and they were still fun mm-hmm. to watch because they would yep. defend like crazy and go over the top and Vardy would score and they won a title doing that.
0: Um, clinical. Being, they to finish their chances. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, being, a, being a lifelong supporter of U.S. soccer, mm-hmm. I'm used to defending and trying to score on the counterattack. Yep. Uh, and we've had at times really great success with that style. Um, And we've seen teams win Champions League and Euros. I mean, in the last, out of the what, last five Euros, Mm -hmm. Portugal won one, Greece won one. uh, And those guys weren't trying to score goals. Um, You don't (laughs) have to score a lot to win. You just have to score a little bit more than the other guy. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be boring, dour football like we sometimes got in the Moyes era. But I don't think that was all on him the club was very right. strained financially and they were making the best of a tough situation. Yes. Um, but no, there's nothing wrong with defending and, and winning on the counter or just winning when you have the ball. And yeah, we don't have as many chances, but we're going to finish.
0: Yeah. Uh, who's your man of the match in this one? Cause I think we have some options.
1: Oh, I mean, you always go to first thought goes to whoever scores, um, but I thought Gomez was just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was fantastic in that one. Um, I have to say, I, because it was during my work day, I didn't watch every minute of the whole match, but I did have it on, and I watched as much as possible, and he just seemed to be everywhere. Um, and uh, some of the match, you know, the reviews and stuff that I read about it, people seemed to concur. I don't know who actually won some of the various men of the match from the team or the media or whatever, but he was mine.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good pick. Um, that ball that he played to Luca Dean on the left uh, to yeah. the lead, I mean, the, the, the assist of the assist. Uh, yeah, it was nice. I mean, it, it just, oh, you love a guy, the fact that he hit that dip in form, right? He hit that dip in form and you couldn't, you were thinking, okay, it's gotta be an injury thing. It's gotta be a confidence thing. What actually is it? Because it seemed there were times where he looked tired. You know, right? He looked tired, and I feel like that's that one would think that's lingering from the injury stuff. You know what I mean? Not being able to be fit the way you want. Right. We
1: can only guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. This was, and plus, a, a guy like that, you just want to pull for him. You know, he's just such a nice guy. So so yeah, yeah, man. To to see to see him, uh, kind of be be everywhere. His passing looked a lot more careful. Then it hasn't. I, there have been games where he seems very, uh, you know, very lackadaisical, just kind of, you know, not being very, just not being very mindful of his passes. And, uh, but yeah, man, he was a lot more thoughtful. It was good to see him, you know, be that physical guy in the middle. Some, you know, it was great.
1: Yeah, yeah, Gomesh was probably my my man of the match. Uh, Godfrey was all over the place as well, and he made some nice long runs too. Jeez, uh, which that you one. love? Which, yeah.
0: You know the what I'm talking about that, that one. one
1: run. Yeah, <laughs> he went what 70 yards with that one. Uh, split three defenders at one point and still came away with the ball. Uh, yeah, that that was that was an incredible moment. But I think whole match, Gomes was my guy. Yeah,
0: he had my my eight year old. Oh my gosh, he's so fast. <laughs> Jaw dropped it, Godfrey making runs up, and I was oh it was great. Uh, there's I feel like Godfrey always has one like very godfrey-esque play every game now where we point to it and like that guy is what everton has been needed watch this play you know what i mean it's just yeah
1: um, well i saw i did see so, i did see some stats um that one of those uh, analytics companies was sharing on social media uh and godfrey is one of the leaders in the league at uh what do they call them creative runs or there's like a name that they use wow. for it but it's basically um a, among all defenders in the premier league he's one of the top guys of carrying the ball 30 yards or more from his end towards the other end uh, he's one of the top in the league at doing that um and i mean if you've been watching everton games you probably yes. already knew that yeah
0: yeah he's he definitely that's one of the things when you saw like clips of him before he even joined the team when he was with norwich when you watch you know you're like wow that guy has no issue being a center back and just going you know, and just carrying the yeah. ball. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a totally, I, you love the idea of a center back doing that and not losing the ball. Uh, that would be the caveat there. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, they're, if they're just going up, losing it, immediately starts a counterattack and they're done. Yeah. Not so good. But uh, yeah, the thing is, it's like, he fights so hard. He refuses to give it up. It's like, he will punch you in the throat if you try to take of him. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? I mean, you want your defenders to have some of that edge, right? If he's got it. You want him to be a little angry. Uh, you don't want him to be too angry, uh, flying in there getting cards, but you want him to have some yeah. edge to Um, and yeah, and the way he carries the ball does distinguish him from our other center backs. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keane, he's got a pretty good long ball pass. Yerry Mina, good luck trying to dribble around him. Um, but godfrey will carry the ball uh and yeah so it's nice to have a varied skill set um, among those those guys in the on the back line
0: definitely um so my my man of the match we haven't mentioned yet only because it i, I it seems a very like negative thing to go with this player you know but the guy just absolutely distinguished himself olsen was a wall man it was, yeah. like, I don't know how they didn't score several times. And it was really impressive.
1: Yeah, he made one one mistake, but he bounced back nicely and was immense down the stretch.
0: My gosh. Like, I, there was one, like, second-half flurry where he made, like, a double save, and it almost looked like a triple save. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was, oh, my gosh. Loves, yeah. Love seeing that, man.
1: I it mean, was, I think – I mean, I'm not trying to start a, a goalkeeper discussion, but – um, it's great to know that you've got him back there, you know, yeah, and you're not agreed. just relying on one guy. Um, by the so, way, Adam,
0: I, you don't have to worry about starting it because that doggone discussion is all over social media and probably in every I know. pub. Well,
1: and I'm not <laughs> trying to participate in it, you know, if, if Pickford's the guy, he's the guy, but it's great to know yeah. that Olsen is there. Uh, it's such but,
0: a, it's such a, I mean, it's a great, it, 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 it's good. It's decent discussion fodder because you're kind of like, you know what? I do think Ancelotti is, is improving Pickford's mentality. And I think Pickford is improving having Olsen behind him. I think it's good, but yeah. I still think he's still making mistakes. You know what I mean? Um, oh, and for Olsen, sure. Olsen's not perfect, but right now, who do I trust more on that one V one? Right. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I hate, I hate to be super negative, but I'm kind of like maybe Olsen. I don't know. But I want Pickford to be great. I want it to be awesome. I, I, I've gotten his back a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, I want him to, I, I, you know, somebody who's had, you know, some issues like with some emotional stuff, you want them to push through. You love that story. Push through, get strong again. Awesome, right? But also look good. He looked good. And it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll be curious who starts the next one. We'll talk about that in a little bit.
1: Sure. Good, well, I'll throw a in a quick defensive Pickford. He did talk recently in the media about seeing a new sports psychologist to get his confidence back up. Yeah. And uh, that was great to read because he really has been better uh, after starting the season kind of shaky for a while there. I mean, even in September when we were winning, we were giving up goals and he was not looking great. Uh, and he has been looking significantly better uh, mm-hmm. going back two uh, two two and a half months now. Uh, so I, I certainly want to give credit where it's due. He has, uh, regain some of his better form that we used to see more frequently.
0: And uh, he definitely has more of a connection with the back line and with the players because he's just been there longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would be short-sighted to sit there and go, oh, he's just been leaky, you know. It's just, you know he, it, it would be short-sighted to not acknowledge the fact that he's made some good saves. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's not been totally... I, I do think there's improvement. It's, it's just, it's a weird thing. For, I'll be really curious. We'll talk about that later. I, I like jumping ahead. I'm like, who's going to start? We're not there yet. <laughs> All right. So, um, one, uh, another shout out for uh, Decore as well, because he's just like this omnipresent, uh, you know, dynamo who does not stop. He's one of my, I, he's one of my favorite players on our team. Uh, Because I love the soul of that guy. Just, you know, he's everywhere. Now, we have needed a player like him for a long time.
1: Yeah, he's the kind of player that will run box to box. He'll defend for you. He'll occasionally chip in a goal or a nice pass in the box. But he's the the guy that does a lot of the hard work that won't show up in traditional stats. You know, he's not getting assists and goals. He's not getting clearances from his own box. But he's doing a ton of work out there for sure.
0: Yeah, he should have had an assist. DCL put that one v one right at the keeper, and I. My, no. Again, my eight year old looks over. He should have had that. I was yeah. like, I know, I know. Well,
1: as as much as Calvert Lewin has been scoring the last year, it does feel like there's so many missed opportunities as well.
0: Uh, <laughs> how you know how? But yeah, you're yeah. right. Agreed. Um. Uh. So. I guess one last little uh, tidbit, uh, back line. We saw a back line of Holgate at right back. Uh, we saw Gary Mina, um, and we saw Godfrey, and we saw Luca Dean. What an interesting, and, and Michael Keane was on the bench, who some people feel has been one of the stronger uh, center backs in the league this season. Um, it was interesting, that little shakeup. Uh, how were you feeling about how that back line performed did you like you know any any concerns at all or did you feel like you know what that was just strong
1: I felt overall it was pretty strong uh, I would have liked a little more um, a little more offensive connection with those guys to get the ball out of our zone a little more consistently in the second half of that game uh, but I mean I like all four of those guys I trust all four of those guys and I really think Keane just needed a day off. I really think that's all Carlo was doing. I don't think there's any real concerns with where <laughs> uh, Big Mick fits, fits in with anything.
0: He does the rotation. He rotates. Like, he's totally not afraid. And that's the thing. It's a squad rotation, and it's just a health thing. It's keep your players yeah. fit. Um. And, and when we have and, – and the cool thing is, with center backs, we've got that luxury. We are deep in that position, which is awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think uh, with that lineup, the way that it was set up, Holgate at right back is probably your weak link. Uh, he's not getting forward the way if you normally would want a fullback to do. Um, mm-hmm. And he's not quite the same passer as you'd like from maybe Coleman or somebody else over there. Uh, Godfrey, with his ability to run the ball forward, has felt more comfortable, quote-unquote, out of position uh, mm-hmm. at fullback. Um but you know, I mean Carlo, I, I I have a hard time saying, well, I would have done this because the guys won three champions leagues and you know I'd be happy to shine his shoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm fingers crossed you get that opportunity, Adam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Uh so uh any final thoughts on this one?
1: Uh No, look, it was a great win. We got the three points that we needed. Uh, I mean, we still have those two games in hand over – I think everybody above us except City. We only have one game in hand on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there – it seems like they're actually pulling away now is what it feels like. Um, But with such a congested schedule, you never know what's going to happen this year. Um, But, yeah, we've got those games in hand. We got the win. Nice to bounce back after a poor performance against Newcastle that we're all just going to – pretend like that never happened, I think. We're going to move on with our lives.
0: <laughs> short, short-term short memory. Yeah. Was it a uh, uh, Ted Lasso, the goldfish? Be a goldfish with your short-term memory? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, man. Take a breath. Focus on the now. Maybe it'll be fine. I'm with you, man. Yeah, well, yeah really happy to get that three points. Really happy to grind it out. Uh, stay together, Cheeks. We, stu- we stuck them together. It was nice. So, <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Love. I, I don't know. Hated losing them that first time. Just pissed me off. You know what I mean? All yeah. uh, at work, I've got fans of, from other, you know, teams, other squads, and they're like leads. Really, I'm like, shut up, leave me alone. You know? So I know. It's, yeah, it's the worst. But grinding out something like that, and you still got people talking about how great Leeds' leads as a uh, football was.
1: <laughs> well, I will. I, I'll throw it out there. My best. Oh. My best friend here in Pittsburgh, uh, he went to Penn State, did a semester abroad uh, back in college in Leeds and has been a Leeds supporter for almost 20 years now. Um, and so that first match, he was so excited. We're back in the Premier League. We're, like He and I hopped on a Zoom chat, watched the game together. Yeah. And I, I knew what was going to happen before it happened. So good for, the, good, good for him, good for those guys, I guess. Welcome back to the Premier League. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, but we're into the, the winter doldrums, the, the the tough stretch of the schedule where yeah, you got to have yeah. the depth and the consistency. And it seems like right now, Leeds doesn't have it. They're dropping points and we're keeping pace with where we want to be. So uh, we've got to feel good about that.
0: Definitely. I'm with you. All right. So if there's nothing else, we move on. United preview. Okay. I'm going a- to, spill out a bunch of stats here about United uh, current form second in the table, 44 points 13-5-4 not a bad season from United you know uh, no. The previous three matches <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> they squeaked by Southampton 9-0 uh,
1: they they, uh, squeaky, squeaky bum time in that one as they <laughs> say right
0: so to on a red card the first, like, minute. My God. Poor kid. It's his debut and and immediately red. Oh, my God. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't really ever have pity or sympathy for professional athletes when they lose bad, but I almost had it in that one. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, it's, it's more hilarious. Wasn't their game maybe five, six years ago? Where City beat Arsenal like 8 1 or 8 0 or something like that. And I don't know. that was Jesus. A, I, I wanna say so. Uh there, there was one against a couple of those old big four teams that they there there were a couple there were a couple weird ones there. Um <laughs> that was just hilarious. When you do it to Southampton, it's not as funny because, you know, I, on some level they're just trying to stay in the league. Uh
0: <laughs> the thing is, Southampton's but, had, had such a decent season. They're you know, they're playing all right. So you know, I, I'm not, yeah, we'll definitely never say I'm a Southampton, you know, there's certain teams where you're like, yeah, I'll pull for them every once in a while, Southampton's not one of those teams for me, not really, no, no, uh, not really, yeah, so I, I, I'm totally fine with a lopsided loss for them, I hate it for the kid, his debut, I hate it for the kid, that sucks, you know, you're trying to do everything, and then, oops, I, you know, flagrantly, you know, fouled you.
1: Yeah, hopefully for him, he has a nice career, and it's just a funny story he can tell to his family and friends, you know. Um, I had the worst first day of work you've ever seen. Uh.
0: (laughs) Jeez, that's awful. Uh, So before that was a nil-nil draw with Arsenal, and before that was a 2-1 loss to Sheffield United. So it's not like they were playing great before that 9-nil thrashing, but – yeah, that, that may have put them uh, put their heads right. So, interesting, both teams playing uh, in, in decent form. Cool. Maybe a good game. Um, possible lineup, De Gea, Juan Lindelof, McGuire, Luke Shaw. That's kind of their back line that's solidified yeah. at this point. It's gotten to be pretty consistent for the most part. Um, so there's that. Um could see Fred and Pogba in the middle, could see McTominay, because uh, I think he's, uh, I think he was dealing with stomach cramps in the previous match, uh, but okay. I think he'll, I think he's in the squad, uh, but probably Fred and Pogba could see that. Uh, it's probably either Greenwood or Martial on the right, Bruno Fernandes, who has just been a really solid player this season. Um, yeah. Marcus Rashford and Cavani, assuming he is healthy all the way. I think he's like 75% uh, for it. So, Uh, You're dealing with a potent attack and a a defense that has sort of gotten to the point where it's sort of gelling. What do you? Anything worries worry you about this United squad at the moment?
1: Well, I mean, they're going to have the ball in this match. I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, They've already beaten us twice this season, once in the league, once in the league cup. Um, So they're probably feeling pretty good going into this match. They should. Um, I think it's possible to expect a result though. Um, but it's gonna, Like I said, it's going to be a tough stretch with so many matches coming up for us in the next two weeks. Yeah. It's going to be vital to get a result while your squad is still fairly well rested here at the beginning of this stretch. Um, I, I mean, I feel like a good result for us in this one is a draw considering that, you know, they've beaten us twice. So they're probably, it's probably safe to say they're better than us this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd be happy with a draw in this one.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Um,
1: um, I think- but you know, go ahead.
0: No, 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 you go ahead. I didn't realize you're, you're still going. Go, you going, on, dude. Uh,
1: no, I was just, you know, with this squad this year though, I mean, we've gotten a few really great results. I mean, the run we went on in December, we got a few three point matches out there that I don't think everybody was expecting. Um, so I'm optimistic for three, but, um, realistically I'd be happy with one
0: understood okay so the next the next question is who's the starting keeper going to be adam
1: (laughs) well i mean allegedly pickford's out because he does have a little bit of an injury so Ah. i think it's it'd be safe to keep olsen in there and not feel a lot of pressure but once You know, we know that Pickford is 100% and ready to go. I feel like you do have to put him back in. Uh, If he's your number one, if he's your number one, you play him. I mean. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) I hear you. See, I I wrote Olsen down, but I was, I I wasn't even really, wasn't even absorbing the fact that, oh, yeah, Pickford was actually hurt. Uh, I was like, oh, he's just
1: kidding. I don't know how much truth there is to that. It's not like they have like you know the same regulations we have with our North American sports where injury Mm -hmm. reports have to be disclosed to one another, uh, and it yeah I I don't I don't know what the real status is there but that uh, that's what they they were saying so I don't know we'll we'll see come come the weekend but uh, I have a feeling we'll be seeing Olsen.
0: if they did you could totally see Mourinho pulling a Belichick being like sprained ankle sprained ankle (laughs) sprained ankle (laughs) just about everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so so Olsen and goal who we think uh, how's that back line going to work because somebody good is going to be left out
1: uh assuming Keen is fine and he was just just getting a rest day this week he's got to be back out there um I would think you want Mina and Keen back together in the middle they've been so solid together as a partnership this year um and then I mean Dean is just Not only is he such a great defender on the outside there, but he's creating – I mean, he's got an assist in every other match he's played this year, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you got to have him out there. Um, And then, honestly, maybe Godfrey. I mean, he's young enough. It seems like he's got a never-ending engine and put him out on the right. Uh, And I feel like that's your back four. Um, If Allen's not ready to go yet, maybe Holgate is playing that – holding mid. I don't know. I mean, he's played there before. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Carlo likes flexing guys into new positions that, you know, just to prove he can do it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> he loves, I, I've noticed, I'm starting to notice he really loves the, the utility of players that yeah. can play in multiple spots and he will use the hell out of it, which is yeah. cool. Um, okay. You know what? I, I got to be honest. I like your back line. I like your back line. Uh, I was sitting there like freaking out, but honestly, Holgate's We'll get may get the rest, you know. Throwing Godfrey on, I don't think you can put Godfrey on the bench, and I don't think you can put Luca Dean on the bench, and I don't no. think you can put Mary Mina on the bench. You know what I mean?
1: No, they're, what they're else all do playing you do? so well together. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if we don't know who to throw at it right back, I mean, maybe Tom Davis gets back out there again. Uh, maybe you know Calvert Lewin, he's played there before.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coach Barso thought he was. Thought he could do that, right? That uh, guy who knows so much.
1: Uh, that's good. The joke that never dies is Calvert-Lewin. You were such a bad manager, you thought Calvert-Lewin was better suited at right back. But...
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Koeman. I just... I, I, I'd be cool if Koeman just stopped talking about Everton, by the way. Just stop
1: it. Just, oh, just stop. stop. He's got stop. enough problems at Barcelona, you know?
0: Like, he didn't care about Everton when he was managing Everton. He's talking about Everton more now that he's not managing us. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I cannot yeah. get over that guy. Jeez. Lionel anyway. Messi's
1: gonna leave. You better, you better get on, get on point with that.
0: Oh, man, we we know we know he's basically been brought in to be a transitional dude before they get an actual normal manager.
1: Right, right, right. That's but what, you know, if they, that's
0: what I'm banking on. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> you know, if Cumin, you know, but if he fumbles this ball the way he did when he came to Everton, you know, Lionel Messi's out. Uh, you know. We've got a warm seat ready for him uh, in Everton. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we are James Rodriguez. I mean, you know, we those guys can talk. You know, we'll see yep. what we, you know.
0: <laughs> just saying, There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Uh, yeah, you know what, Carlos. Let's, if anybody let's just can start make the Cristiano
1: Ronaldo rumors while we're at it. I guess. <laughs> Big Rom, uh, inner. I heard inner's having financial trouble. Rom, you can come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed back. I like the way you worded that. You can
1: come back. You, hey, you can come back. You can come back. Come on in. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
0: So, who are you running uh, in the uh, on the next line?
1: Well, we don't know if Alan's back yet, right? I mean, is he supposed to be ready this weekend? He's
0: supposed to be ready this weekend.
1: With his newly shaved head, by the way. I don't know if you saw, saw that news story. Yeah. Very good. Uh, his son's got alopecia. Uh, and so he's shaving his head in solidarity. A very sweet gesture in support of his son. I mean, really you expect no less from, you know, from a father to for his son. But uh, a wonderful gesture. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see him back out there, assuming he's healthy. But like I said, maybe we end up seeing Godfrey or uh, Holgate there. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Decoray is obviously got to be out there um you know but I never know I sometimes I when I see Carlos formations I don't actually know what our formation is when I see that. you know I see so is it gonna be two or three or four midfielders or is it I I don't know um it's I mean our best success has been when it's been Alan Dequery and James out there right I mean that's been so I mean obviously that's what I'd want to see but uh Or we could yeah I'm not I'm not sure
0: yeah no it's it's a good question because we could end up doing uh uh Gomes and uh, Alan and like run like a four three three and then up front Hamas, Richarlison and DCL which is something that's true we we were really hitting our stride we were doing that it's just we've gone away from it and I don't know if we're going to go back.
1: Yeah, and Rodriguez, that's true. A lot, you know, he was listed as a forward out on the right in a lot of those lineups. Yeah. But he really does drift back towards the middle. Uh <laughs> He just a goes bit wherever more he like wants a to midfielder. Go, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's just I everywhere. Mean, yeah, I mean, I think Carlos maybe the only guy that can tell him where to go. Nobody else is telling him what to do. So
0: <laughs> I think Carlo just says, "Go, man." He just says, "Go to the left for a little while. Now go to the right. Go to the middle. Go to the back. Whatever." Yeah. But I mean,
1: he's setting up goals. He's scoring goals. I mean, you're not, you can't argue with the results. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause so I think uh, if we do see only two central, like if it's just Decore and Alan, or if it's just Decore and and, uh, Andre Gomes. Gomes, So if it's, if it's just them, then we could see uh, like you, like what you were saying, James at that center, that center attacking mid, that yeah ten position, you know with Charlison on one side, Owobi on the other maybe, DCL, could be. You something know like we well
1: were seeing a lot of good stuff out of Owobi for a while there in December, <laughs> and it feels like he's just disappeared recently. So um, I I don't know I don't know what to maybe he needs to get back out there. Maybe Carlos giving him a break. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know either. Um, I, I I am to the point where I trust him. So if he starts, I don't even blink. I'm like cool. We need – you know, because there are times where we need that safe cracker. You know, you've mm-hmm. got a lockdown defense. You need a player that can do it on the dribble. He's one of our guys that can do that. Um, yeah. He was I playing don't... a lot
1: more when, when James was out, though. Uh, and with mm-hmm. James back, it's basically de- displaced the Wobi again. Um, sure. But he's, he put in some nice performances, so I wouldn't be mad if I saw him out there.
0: They're both 10s that uh, have no issues starting on the outside.
1: You right. Know what I
0: mean, like that's the thing, it will be – when he first came to us, I thought he was a wing. I thought he was a wing player. I had no idea. I didn't realize he was a 10. Like, that's what Arsene Winger, Winger said. He was like, hey, that's that's his best position. A 10 that plays on the wing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that cuts in and kind of does that. Um, and that's what, I mean, let's be honest, that's what we were doing with Hannes for a long time at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So there are kind of, there are aspects of interchangeability there between the two, except one does it on the dribble. And one does it with just the most absurd, splitting passes just oh my god
1: oh my god his passes have just been otherworldly and then not only that but the goal he scored last week on his weak foot off the post and in was just that's that's your bad foot but he doesn't have a bad foot i mean
0: apparently not i was the thing is he does he usually does do his best to posture and get it on the left if he can it's not as but i don't even know if he gave himself much time to think about it because it was that quick touch shot it was so fast like touch shot yeah. so fast he didn't really I, I think it was like an instinctive kind of thing you know where he didn't really think it through and just made it happen um yeah yeah man it was i loved seeing because everybody gives you know talks about how he's pretty much got no right foot so that was that was solid that worked yep. for me it really good yeah. <laughs> very cool man so so we might we might see a woby I think w- the question will be, if alan is in are we running four three three um uh, which we have no idea you know it'll be hard to tell, um because if he is if we are running four through three that puts Hamas in a different spot, uh yeah. So, yeah, do you, do I mean, I would love to see,
1: Honestly, I would love to see that. We already talked about the, the back line. I would love to see Allen back out there. And then you have Allen Gomez and Decore in the middle. And then you can put Hamas out on the right, up top, where he's going to drift in and make do his magic, you mm-hmm. know, crossing over to Calvert-Lewin or Richie, um, f- finding open space. I mean, some of the goals he's scored this year, he's completely uncovered. It's like how mm-hmm. – are you guys leaving James Rodriguez uncovered? And it's like, yeah. you know what, the, the, the truly great ones find ways to get open and make space for themselves, even when it feels like it should never happen. Mm. Uh, and he's one of those guys. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that seems like that would be our best line. It's been our best lineup this year. Um, you know, at least in my mind, it has been. I don't have stats to back that up, but that's been, that's been our best lineup, <laughs> at, you know, as far as I can, as far as I can tell.
0: It's completely fine throwing an eyeball test on there, man. It's completely <laughs> fine. You know, because that's the thing. Let's be honest. When we're analyzing stuff, you've got the eyeball test, you've got the stats. Right. You know what I mean? Because without the eyeball, the stats are kind of, eh, but without the stats, the eyeball can be deceptive too. So, you know. Right. Um, so what's the prediction score-wise?
1: <sighs> I... I don't want to be boring and say 1-1 because I think both teams are going to score, and I'm going to go 2-2.
0: You know how you said you don't want to be boring and and pick (laughs) 1-1?
1: Well, both teams have been scoring, though, and uh, (laughs) there it is, 1-1 draw. I love it. We both have the same answer (laughs) with just a slightly different score. No, you
0: just chose to spice it up. (laughs) <laughs> no, it made me look like the the bridesmaid. You know, it's just.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's like we've we've been talking about our back line and how well would we they defend and how much we trust them. But yeah. I feel like this this United team is just going to score, um, mm-hmm. and uh, especially after putting up nine in their most recent. I realize that was a unique circumstance, but um, I feel like that, I mean they they've put goals in the back of the net against us the last couple of times we played. I feel like this is – don't, I don't have a good reason to believe this will be any different. Um, mm-hmm. But we seem to be getting healthy again. Uh, and I, I feel like we're going to get the offense rolling a little bit better uh, and score a few more goals. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, Calvert-Lewin back on track, getting a goal this week. Hame uh, seems to always chip in here and there as long as he's out on the field. Um, Luka Dean's healthy crossing the ball in pinpoint again, I think we're going to score a couple goals too. I like the two, two. Mm. Cool. Very
0: cool. Uh, final question. Uh, if Godfrey and Alan both start, what are we going to do with all that snide? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be like, no one will be, will get off easy in this game. You know what I mean? Like there will be yeah. people in the stands who they are calling out for not doing their jobs No one is safe from those two. I'm just saying, you know, oh my god, yeah, because both of them you catch them in games, both of them just calling people out, calling people out. Love it.
1: I mean, isn't that one of the reasons Carlo wanted Allen on this team? Absolutely, he's a guy that celebrates his own tackles and is going to yell at his teammates to do better. Yes, um, and we love seeing it. We love, I mean, we instantly love the guy. It was like, oh, this. He fits at Everton. He's what we need. He's a, he's a personality for us. Um, And so, yeah, uh, I, maybe there's so much tonight on the field that they themselves can draw a red card out of United. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't be too upset about that.
0: You know, that would be, that would be uh, unexpected. And I'm totally fine with that. So yeah, that's (laughs) very cool. All right. So we're both picking draws mine. The paint drying yawn inducing one one. Adam Oh, it's not like non- you said
1: nil-nil. Don't get down <laughs> on yourself.
0: <laughs> Adam picks the non-stop thrill ride. That is the two two. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> it happens. <laughs> anyway, yeah. cool. So I mean Adam, there there you go. That's the show. We are we're done. Um yeah. Uh, do you, uh, do you have anything that you want us to plug at the end of the show here? Make sure we tell anybody or everybody.
1: Um, well, I mean, I do want to mention a couple things. Just shout out to our uh, Pittsburgh toffees at PGH toffees on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow. We are pretty involved with a lot of the Everton Twitter, you know, conversations. Um, and yeah, I mean, with the uh, other local supporters clubs across the U.S. We've been in communication with each other uh, lately. We're working on a few things that we can't necessarily talk about publicly, but some really cool grassroots efforts coming from American Everton supporters. That's awesome. Um, You know, um, especially, you know, one thing we're really hoping to put together in the next year or two uh, is a, you know, pandemic allowing, is a national meetup for Everton supporters in the U.S. A lot of the other Bigger clubs, uh, bigger clubs in quotes, I should say. Um, The ones that are more well-supported in the U.S. historically. That's probably a better way to describe it. I like that. Um,
0: That's well-worded, Adam.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, Arsenal and Spurs and some of those other groups have done national meetups, uh, and it's something that we want to do. So we are in talks on how do we organize that? What can we put together? Who's going to be involved? Uh, So I'm really excited about that. We will have more on uh, you know, placeholder name Toffee Fest. I don't know if that's a final on that, but that's what we've been nicknaming it. So we're working on an idea of how we're going to do something like that and get Evertonians together because uh, we have a great community and um, it'd be great to get to see each other in person. Obviously, there's not a whole lot of that we want to be doing right now. Uh, Travel is an issue, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it's something we want to do. And there's a lot more we're working on uh, that we will be pumping up on social media coming uh, coming up soon so keep an eye out for that with all of your local supporters club chapters yeah
0: so the i, I see a lot of updates that the so supporters club groups and people involved in those calls and it's the most mysterious thing in the world they're like hey we just had a call and it was awesome but we can't tell you about it it's gonna <laughs> be great But just wait and see, you know, it's the biggest tease. And I'm like, this is going to be so cool. But I I understand the secrecy, but it's just like, it gets me every time I always giggle. Well, we share the
1: post because we we want people to know, hey, there is stuff to look forward to in this community. Um, But, you know, you you can't always talk about stuff until it's officially official, you know? Yeah. So, oh,
0: <laughs> well, i am definitely, I, and I, I totally get it. I just love seeing it because I'm, I'm getting to know some of the, cause you know, some of those guys are starting to come on the show and I'm getting to know them. And I love like, I don't know, it's just cool seeing everybody post and the fact that everybody's got these plans. It's so cool that these plans are happening in America. That's awesome. Yeah. By the way, I'm secretly calling the big, the big toffee meetup. I'm calling it uh, toffee palooza in, in my circles. Okay. Uh, just because I, I didn't know you were calling it Toffee Fest. And There's no official <laughs> name yet, I don't
1: think. Uh, we're, we're, submit your recommendations. Uh. <laughs> no one will go with that.
0: Well, you yeah, like the I goober mean. in Carolina said that? Oh, no. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, very cool, though, man. That's really exciting. The idea of everybody, people getting together. And uh, that's just, I mean, that's, yeah, that would be beautiful. That would be, well. You I would know. just, oh.
1: Yeah. It's like you said earlier. Um, I think you were talking about it on the most recent uh, podcast of finding community, just search online and try to hook up with people in your community and talk to them and get together. And that's, you know, building your own local community um, and working together. And I mean, the guys that we, I get to, I miss the guys in Pittsburgh so much because we haven't been getting together at the pub this year. Um, But built that sense of community makes the games more fun and it drives up our level of interest and passion and we sort of all get more excited together and uh yeah so i'm excited to get to see you know i see these people on twitter you know the the charlotte guys and the chicago guys and the san diego toffees and all these guys and i've never met them in person but i tweet at them all the time it seems so it'll be exciting it'll be great to finally meet these guys in person uh at some point uh and mm. i and so many more so many more people that we don't no, yet there there are lots of evertonians out there that don't know they're evertonians yet and, and do we want to we want to bring them in
0: <laughs> absolutely that's awesome i'm so with you yeah the you know, it's easy to feel isolated when you're when you're uh you know a a, a new a new fan of a of, of a team that's not even from your part of the part of the world uh it's easy right. to feel isolated you know um but you don't have to be that's the cool thing about it so yeah adam uh thank you for coming on this has been great hey, talking. Thanks for to having
1: you. me. It was a blast. I love talking Everton.
0: Yeah, this was this was really cool to to, and, and now we can we can uh, we can check a, check another uh, supporters group off the list. We got Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Toffees on here now, which is awesome. I uh, hope you can come back again, Adam, talk and uh, and hang out some more. Um, I will not. Uh, hopefully, it won't be after after as busy of a day. So I, I, the idea of mixing up Yelovich. And Jagielka is one of the dumber things I've done lately. Um, but hey, I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to sweat it. That's what I'm saying. So, hey, we'll,
1: we'll give you a pass on it. It's been, I mean, I had a busy day at work too. Uh, and it's just been a crazy, every day is its own crazy adventure in the last year. And so, you know, we'll, we'll let it slide this time. It's totally well, fine. Just,
0: you know what? And when it <laughs> happens next time, Adam, you were like, it doesn't slide this time. I told you
1: one free pass
0: so yeah man Nah, oh, man so th- th- thanks so much really appreciate you coming on definitely love to have you on again um i want to make sure i do uh my my my, my uh toffee blues plugging here if you've been listening you've been watching whatever if you're if, if you're digging what you hear or see uh please uh, subscribe to the toffee blues youtube channel um and check out our podcast so there's that um also follow the toffee blues on twitter instagram and facebook um, and uh the Talking Moose website, there's a lot of really good content there, and uh yeah, so next, oh, I have to plug my own stuff. <laughs> I wrote a children's book, Randolph the Christmas Moose, available on Amazon. Uh yeah, I realize it's not Christmas, but it's a story that actually is relevant year-round. Uh, yeah. It's a story about a, a moose who wants to learn to run. And other people want to take it from him. And that's not cool. Don't let him take your joy. That's what Randolph says. Right on. All right. That's it. We're done. Adam, thanks so much. Hope to see you again soon. Talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah. Love talking to you. uh, Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Everybody else out there, we really need the three points this weekend. So will it to happen? Make it so. All right, everybody. Much love. Talk to you soon.